So if your podcaster is huffing and puffing, and you can hear their feet on the ground, then you know your podcaster is taking you for a nature walk, for reals. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. My real full name is Tiffany Lee Brown. You can call me that too, whatever. And we're on our nature walk. That's how we do things here at Burning Tarot. Take a little walk in the woods usually. We pull a tarot card to guide us for the upcoming week or two. Yeah, sometimes three. It depends. And um, I am trying to address some of the questions that come up about Burning Tarot. So um, I'm going to take about five, eight, maybe ten minutes to address a couple questions, and then we're going to pull our card. And just so you know, it really is a gorgeous, sunny day here in Central Oregon in Deschutes National Forest. It's October, the season of Samhain. It looks like Sam Hain, if you see it spelled out. And that's a whole season. That's not just like Halloween day. And you can really feel this time of year. You can feel it in the air, even on these gorgeous, sunny days. You can feel that we are moving into a new time, a darker time. And there's an excitement to that. It might be sad to leave behind the you know, assorted shenanigans of summertime, the camping, the, uh, you know, playing in the river on a raft or whatever. That's good stuff. But this is good stuff too. And as the sun goes down earlier and earlier with each day, we're approaching winter solstice. So that brings us to one of the questions. What happened to our guide card from summer solstice? For those of you who listen regularly, um, we try to draw a card at the solstices and return to it and kind of check ourselves against that card. How are we doing? Have we been remembering this part of our lives over the six-month period of time that happens between each solstice? So in June, um, around June 21st, I believe our lovely Heidi drew the card for us this time. And we had uh, the six of coins. So this was the tarot urging us for this whole season, June 21 to December 21 of this year, 2022, urging us to take care of the movement of resources to make sure that our energy, our earth energy, and our money are moving and providing generosity to others and uh, having the various balls, ovaries, or whatever body part analogy you would like to use, having the nerve to ask for help if we need it. Accept generosity, accept help, be the big rich guy handing out the coins, examine our power structures. Where are the places where We're the fancy guy handing out coins, and where are we in a position where we should be holding out our hands and begging for help? With the coins, of course, we're talking about Earth. We're talking about our everyday mundane lives to some extent, but we could also be talking about Earth magic. 
which is fertile, you know, fecund, remarkable, um, and huge. So, um, to answer that question, right, the Six of Coins, I should have been checking in on that. So we're checking in on that today, and I urge you to consider how that part of your life is going. If you've been holding too tightly to something, or if you're a bit miserly, you might consider loosening the hold. Um, Particularly, so that can just be spending money, but it can also be donating or giving money, giving gifts, and finding places where that seems like the genuinely appropriate thing to do. So I encourage all of us to kind of take stock of how we've done on that since June. And if you find a stuck place, uh, that gives you something to work with. You can say, oh, look at that. I'm paranoid and prepping, and I'm not allowing the energy to move through me because I'm scared. That can be very useful information. You can say, all right, well, I'm fine with that. I'm just going to live in fear because sometimes that's what makes sense. That's where we get our survival stuff from. Or you might say, huh, I bet this is contributing to some mental health issues or some mood problems or even physical problems where I'm feeling stuck, stopped up, uh, energy is stuck within me, I'm not moving, I can't do it. So you might find that there's a linkage there and you might decide to take it on. That could work well. Some of us, and I'm going to say us, including the we that is me, uh, we may have taken it a little too far in terms of, yeah, let's just spend everything or let's give some of this away. Everything's fine. So you might find in analyzing where you've been with your six of coins energy um, that you need to pull back. You're not that rich guy with all the bag of coins. You need to go back to the city and make some more money. Um, you might be a nobleman, but you're starting to look like a rather moth-eaten one. Um, if you've been looking for help uh, financially or looking for a new job, you might realize, wow, I've just been banging my head against the same wall since June. And maybe I'll just stop. Maybe this isn't the right place or time uh, to look for this kind of source of money or of earth energy, you know, uh, survival stuff. So there's that question. Uh, what are the other questions that have been coming in? I had, can, uh, I had an email from someone who wanted to present some of their tarot content through Burning Tarot, through our website, or maybe the podcast. I think they meant the website. And they wanted to make content for y'all. Um, to boost their website. And I was like, yeah, no, not at this time. Um, It's just a one-person operation here. And if you want me to continue doing it, please feel free to send me donations or just buy a reading. Just go to tiffanyleebrown.com. There's a little shop link there yourself a reading. Uh, You can also email me, burningtarot at gmail.com. I love to hear about how the readings are resonating with you. Um, And if you want to donate or sponsor the podcast, 
Um, sure, whatever, man. Let's try it. Let's get in touch. This will be our last question. Uh, <clears throat> and it's related to the one I just was talking about. A friend who is also a client, so somebody who knows me in my regular life as well as here on the podcast and getting their personal tarot readings. Uh, they asked me this question that, um, that I find kind of thorny. Here it is. So how does my marketing work that I, T, do uh, as part of my various day jobs? How does my marketing work relate to burning tarot? Well, that's, uh, it is thorny. It's a little difficult. And the short version is they don't relate very much at all. At the moment, I like to keep the two separate because there is a, hmm, there's a way in which many approaches to marketing cause us to lose the humanity and the real meaning inherent in what we're doing. And when I'm working with my clients, I'm generally trying to increase the humanity and the meaning and the purpose in what they're doing. But I recognize that they need numbers. They need to move the needle on, you know, how much product they're selling or how many people are engaging with their content. And I look at some of that with Burning Tarot here and there, but largely um, a lot of that activity doesn't really make me happy. And it can make me uh, dehumanize my beautiful clients and listeners and readers and supporters and start thinking of y'all, not as people, but as numbers and as sources of money, clicks, and attention. So that balance is tricky for me. It's emotional for me. And I find it kind of squeaky. Um, so when I have the option to say, well, I could, I could do a much bigger tarot practice and reduce some of my client practice or some of my journalism work. I mean, the journalism doesn't pay great either. But uh, some of the things I love to do are not big money earners. How much do I care? Um... So I get tempted to try to make a fancier or bigger product for Burning Tarot. And certainly it's been pointed out to me that I could be charging a lot more for readings and presenting them in a much kind of fancier context. And at this time, I've decided not to do that because it reminds me of my marketing work, <laughs> some of which is, you know, for Fortune 100 companies and for brilliant brands. Um whatever, Nike, Samsung, etc. And I don't regret that I've done work for these people and that I've learned a lot from it. I've worked on some amazing projects with some amazing people. But it does promote this overall, you know, overly business-focused, overly numbers-focused reality that to me seems like the antithesis of what we're doing here at Burning Tarot. We're connecting with nature. We're connecting with each other. We're channeling the woo. Like, what the heck does, you know, like hyper-marketing effort garbage have to do with that? I may change my mind because I may decide, well, I need to make more money at this in order to keep spending so much time doing it. But for now, um, for now I'm not doing it. So we'll see.
to draw a card. And we are using Cat Black's Golden Tarot today, one of my favorite decks. And we are pulling the Page of Swords. In this card, we see a youth. That's how they always describe it in the little tarot books, right? A youth. A youth is standing there, and they are holding a sword. Um, sword's pointing upward. It's in their left hand, which is gloved, it looks like to me. Uh, or very pale. They are wearing a green tunic and a groovy kind of rust-colored cloak, which I would really like to have. If you've got one of those that you're getting rid of, let me know. Um, orangey tights, very nice, and super cool boots. They knew how to do this stuff in the Renaissance. Uh, these cards, uh, as the regular listeners know, Cat Black's Golden Tarot is made of digital collage based on Renaissance and maybe late medieval paintings. So it's super cool. Uh, it's a white person with a sort of cartoony face and dark black hair. There is behind them a cloudy sky, kind of puffy clouds, kind of bluish. A cow is jumping over something, jumping over the moon, I don't know, in the background, and there's a butterfly flying. There'll be a butterfly in all of the swords cards with this deck. And then there's kind of, you know, farmland, you know, European, British-looking farmland with some forest kind of stuff going on in the background as well. And this character is looking, looking at that sword going, hmm. Looks like they're thinking. They're going, what's going on here? Page of Swords is trying to figure out the message. A little drink of water there. So a message is coming our way, or a series of messages. Things that we're supposed to pay attention to. These have to do with the realm of air, the element of air, and the realm of mind. Because that's what we're into with swords. We get into mind, we get into thought, we get into the internet, which is ruled by air. We often get into power issues, power plays. And the swords can be great in a clarifying way. They can help us figure out what's important, where we need to stand our ground. They can, if we need to lunge at somebody with a weapon, that's what a sword is for. It's a contentious card to draw, a contentious thing to carry around with you. Um, swords often presage difficulty. Um, difficulty conflict. But there's something to them. You know, I mean, we could just have three elements. We could just have earth, fire, and water. But in this Western tradition, we also have air. And it is associated with swords. So... Sharpen up that mind, <laughs> open it up, and let's allow ourselves in the next couple of weeks to be open to new ideas. It could be that particular news 
or an actual literal message is about to change our lives. And we need to be smart enough to not just be reactive as the news rolls in, as the letter shows up in the old-fashioned mailbox, or as we get the text message on our phones. We really need to do what this page is doing and stand that message up, stand that sword up, take a look at it and go, hmm, what's this really about? What am I really doing? And uh, not just jump into action. Uh, We didn't pull the Knight of Swords, which is a a very big uh, jump right into action kind of a card. And it's also a warning against that. But I feel like our Page of Swords does want us to be careful. Our Page of Swords today knows that these are tricky and difficult times. We are in an air element season. We're in Libra season, the sun in Libra, which is an air sign. And that's, and Libra is really striving, 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 something. Libra is striving for balance, as we talked about in the last podcast. And that balance is achievable, at least as far as Libra knows, <laughs> and the sun Um, We have a whole bunch of, like, Mars in Gemini air stuff that's going to be affecting everybody for a long, long, long time. It's a long, slow transit going retrograde, going direct again. Like, I don't think we're going to clear this until, I don't even know, 2024, late in 2023, a long time, months, multiple months. So there's a lot of, like, volatile air energy, as well as the kind of smoother Libra air energy. And I know some of you don't like the astrology so much. Some of you do. Some of you buy astrology readings from me. That's great. (laughs) Some of you are like, why do you talk about the astro so much on the tarot podcast? I just think the two of them really complement each other. So that's why. And I love them both. I really do. Um... So yeah, we've got all this air stuff going on. What happens when there's a lot of air going on? Okay, the first thing we, this is just the repetitive thing that T at Burning Tarot will tell you over and over. Well, we gotta get grounded. And we may need to get watered too. So if you're feeling this uh, huge tug of air and it feels destabilizing, the news feels destabilizing, messages coming to you, especially especially long distance ones. So if you're getting, um, say you live in the UK and you're getting um, Facebook messages from people you used to live with uh, in India, right? So these are people that matter to you, but the news is coming from far away, you know, or maybe it's just a few towns over, right? Um, Those messages in particular, they may be destabilizing, ungrounding, de-earthing, 
they, there may just be too much fucking air, you guys. <laughs> and these words and sometimes pictures bringing you mental images can really just destabilize your energy. And really, everything we do on our phones and with the internet is subject to that. We've talked about that here quite a bit. Um, and that's all covered by air in the modern uh, astrology and by many, many practitioners of tarot and astrology, etc. Is that, you know, the internet and the news and the media system, all of it is air sign stuff. It's part of air and it overly draws us into air. And there seems to be something about electricity that does that too. You know, we talk about the energies and such in the world of woo-woo. And you know what? Electricity is actually <laughs> the energy. And when we're engaging with electrical to digital devices, you know, we're kind of turning ourselves over to, um, to air in its electricity form. So it's, you know, not super surprising that this would not have a grounding effect on us or that we would need to balance it out. So here we are again with swords. Here we are again with the issue of balance. With the page of swords, though, um, it could mean that there's news about starting a new project or that you get an intuitive hit about starting a new project. It could be a very good time for divination. So pulling your own tarot cards, hiring me to do it for you. Always love that. Oh, I'm crunching on all these sticks in the deeper in the forest. It is hunting season, you guys. If you hear shots in the background and I drop the phone, goodbye. Been great knowing you, but I'm wearing bright magenta and orange. Um, yeah, so there will be messages coming. What you do with those is up to you, but I think we're being called upon to act carefully. And, you know, even if that just means like take 24 hours between the moment when you got the message or you read the news and, um, and taking a response, you know, writing back to say, you know, congratulations on your marriage to my ex-boyfriend who broke my heart. Because if you answer right away, your answer might be, <laughs> might not be quite so nice. Or you might not feel good about it. Uh, you hear the news about the latest, you know, whatever insane fiasco, if you're here in the U.S., um, about Donald Trump being indicted for this or that or the Parkland verdict or, you know, so much to get upset about, maybe give yourself that 24 hours before you decide how you're going to respond, whether that's going to become part of some kind of post that you would send out into the world over your own news feed, whether you want to spend your vocal time chit-chatting with people about that when you haven't yet processed your emotions. I think the Page of Swords is telling us, take your time. 
And why is the ox, the cow, you know, why is that critter flying in the air in this card? That's not where that critter belongs, right? That's a symbol of Taurus. Um, and you see it in the world card where the fixed signs are represented in the four corners of the world card in the major arcana. And here it's leaping over through the sky. Cow jumped over the moon, maybe. And I think it's, um, I should ask Cat Black. I should find out if she's out there somewhere and I could interview her. That would be so fun. Um, anyway, but I'm reading that as this is earth flying through air. This is earth not in its own element. And you know what? This cow or ox or whoever it is, they look pretty self-possessed flapping through the air making this huge leap, they seem to be doing okay. But gravity is going to bring them down next, and I think they're going to be relieved to get their four hoofs back on the ground behind the Page of Sword in the lovely farmlands near the forest. So we might also want to look at how much of our Earth self is currently wrapped up in air stuff. So the part of us that belongs to nature, the part of us that belongs to the soil and the plants and the animals of this world and to each other and is really embodied, right? Our earthing and grounding practices are very much about like being in our bodies. So maybe right now some of that isn't happening so much because it's it's up there in the air. It's on our phones. It's in the news. It's in the movies. Ow. It's random daydreams we're having. And so we might need to bring it down. Bring it on down. Especially before we get reactive. Because we have a big sword in our hands right now. You know, it might be tempting to slash that thing around. Um, I think I talk quite a bit on Burning Tarot about ways to do earthing and grounding. I'll just hit a couple of those right now. Uh, if you do any uh, elemental meditation processes or just meditations, great time to do the, uh, all four elements in the Western tradition, five if you're doing Chinese. Go ahead and do all of them, but maybe give the earth part a little extra time as you're going around the circle and hitting all the elements. You can be very literal by going out in the woods or out in a field, anywhere that even resembles nature or outdoors. Go there. Feel beneath your feet. Feel the earth. And then stop and feel the earth some more. Take off your shoes if you possibly can. Your naked, bare feet touching the earth. Touch the earth with your hands. Smell it. Some parts of it don't smell so good. Hug a dang tree. We do that. Should we do it right now? Oh, we're going to hug this little tiny tree. This is so cute. Hi, cutie. You're so small. Okay. I'm hugging a little teeny tiny tree. Usually I hug like the big giant ones because they just look so huggable. Well, this one's kind of cute. She doesn't smell like much, I got to say. The bigger ponderosas smell beautiful out here. But when I'm hugging the tree, when I've got my hands, you can just place your hands on a tree. You feel the roughness of the bark. And that all came out of the earth. 
the roots are going all the way down into the earth. And even though we move around, the human being species, we sort of have energetic roots that go into the earth too. So when we grab onto a tree or just gently rest our hands on that tree, it helps us reconnect with our earth roots, our energetic earth roots. You can do this in your house if you need to. Put your hands in soil. Um, breathe up, breathe energy, earth energy, up through your floorboards. If you're on the 17th floor of an apartment building, that's okay. You can breathe that energy up. The earth is still under you, somewhere under there. Just pull it on up. Breathe it up through the soles of your feet and then through the rest of your body. And maybe I should post a full meditation about how to do that. It's not hard. Uh, but hopefully you have your own meditation practice that you can use for that. Um, so being around plants, soil, animals, human touch, rocks, stone, clambering around in nature. If you are homebound or bedbound, asking people to bring you stones, hands full of soil, sticks from outdoors or they can send them to you. I once sent a very fun box of these things to a friend of mine who was uh, not very mobile for a while there. Um, that kind of thing. So you, it's so literal. I mean, that's what's nice about earth. It's a very literal <laughs> element and sign, you know, group of signs. You just need to get literally in touch with it. It's right there and you're part of it. Your body's already part of it. Your body is already part of that energetic system, whether you like it or not, whether you believe in the elements or not, it's just there. This is what we sprout out of. So that's what I would say is our assignment, is to stay grounded as our, you know, cow, oxen, whoever is leaping through the sky, come back to earth, keep our you know keep our ears open for incoming messages but be careful about how we respond to those and be aware that we're part of a larger ecosystem and that how we respond to the incoming news and incoming messages alters that ecosystem and what we're striving for is maybe this peaceful farmland with some forests that we see in the page of swords card and if we kind of leap in with our sword too quickly, we can be metaphorically, you know, turning our own ecosystem, our own info system and society into just kind of more of a violent cesspool. <laughs> um, so yeah, good time to keep your ears open for messages. Very good time to pause before reacting or acting. Uh, good time to do grounding practices so that we can get the most out of the positive parts of, of our air and sword stuff. If we're well grounded, we can usually get something good out of the page of swords. And um, it could mean that we are ready to take kind of a new look at some old information. We might uh, be able to change our minds, which is hard to do in modern America at least. But we might be ready for it. Page of Swords is here to say, you know, 
what am I holding on to here? What is the news? What are we going to do next? Let's think about this. So yes, it's a good time for thinky thoughts, but try not to let them you know, totally take over your brain and your life. Um, yeah, we'll see if we can do that grounding so that we all, uh, we all have some balance and we're bringing that air back to earth. We're bringing, our, bringing the cows home. Yeehaw, little doggies. All right, you guys, hope that was useful. And um, I'm always uh, really enjoying the feedback that some of you send. Burningtarot at gmail.com is my favorite way to receive that feedback. Um, yeah, man, have a lovely season. And I will, um, I will pop in here before Samhain, before actual Halloween day, with another reading for you. I'm Tease, Burning Tarot. Love ya. Bye.